Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, who would you totally fangirl over? And, it, you know, fine if you're not a girl. You know, who who would you have, like, a major fan moment if you saw them out in the wild? 651-641-1071. Mindy Kaling, who she herself is a celebrity in her own right, uh, she saw somebody from uh, Selling Sunset, which is a show that I've never gotten into. Yeah, me neither. Um, but apparently, uh, Christine Quinn, who stars <laughs> oh on... What? Keep going. Who stars on Selling Sunset. Uh, uh, Mindy... Not Mindy Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling ran into her. Uh, she was walking out of her dad and stepmom's house and randomly saw this person from Selling Sunset on the sidewalk. Yeah. Now in normal times like that wouldn't happen, but this person works in realty. So that's when that yeah. happens. Anyway, she totally fangirled, got a picture and put it up on her, uh, Insta, which I think is so cute, right? Like you'd think that somebody like Mindy Kaling, she meets all kinds of famous people. Oh, sure. NBD. Yeah. But sure enough, uh, she's I, just like, us. I love those stories. That just shows you that celebrities are just like, us. Right? They, they look up to people too, or they get fangirly over, you know, all sorts of people. Right. Um, yeah. And who mm-hmm. do you get fangirly over? Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What made you laugh just then? <laughs> because you know what I thought? What? I was like, Oh God, Colleen's going to be like, some guy from I can't even remember his name. What's his name? From what? From your Tur- Turkish? From what? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Turkish rom com. John Yaman. If I saw John, okay, so okay. Thank you for opening the door to that because oh, this no, is no it. because stop this is it, like it's Bradley. such a niche. Like this is the thing that's so interesting about my Turkish rom coms. <laughs> By the way, we're still okay. Can we're I just also talking about- point out for the audience if you have to say the thing that's most interesting is. It's probably not as okay. How about I tell you what it is, and it might be interesting to you. The people who are in these Turkish shows in Turkey, and oftentimes also in Italy, in some areas, they are mega superstars. Like like Brad Pitt style. Like they cannot walk out of a building without being mobbed by people. And I guarantee you, there's probably only the smallest handful of people in the United States who know who these people are. Yeah, and so. It's different from our like the, the Hollywood celebrities because they're pretty international. Yeah. But here, if John Yaman and that's spelled C A N, look him up. C A N. Yeah, Turkish is weird like that, and by weird I mean um, different it's, in that it you you look at the letters and you're like that's not what it sounds like, but it's obviously a different language. And if you watch enough, you figure it out. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but if John Yaman walked out of a hotel and I was there, I would pass all the way out um if if it wasn't john yaman who would it be who would it be six five one six four one one oh seven one who would you totally like fangirl over with her obsession with bts I, you know what i get it i super get it and it's yes but if it weren't 
Um, I mean, I have so many dumb stories of me fangirling about all kinds of people that most people wouldn't fangirl about. Well, that's, yeah, I, I mean. Right? Yeah. The, the, a lot of the people that I would probably fan person over. Uh-huh. I don't, fan human. Let's fan say fan human. human. I'm going to fan human over our like <laughs> random people on YouTube that right? nobody knows, but right? I would be like, oh my God. Well, I actually think that those middling kind of celebrities who are like niche are well, the ones that you more would fan human over. Just, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, and this is where we're going to sound like D bags, but that's fine because we just occupy a different. Like our careers have allowed us to meet some famous people, quote yeah. unquote, like people like Vicki Lawrence. <laughs> no, but like actual Ellen. famous people, right? Right. Um, us, maybe not so much as some other people, but but we've had that experience. And I will say that those experiences I get far less fanny about. Right. Fanny. Fanny. <laughs> I don't get very. I'm trying to think of like who I've ever fanned. Over, like that's the thing but in the context of our job people if we were to list all the people that we have come into contact with people would be like oh that's super cool you got to meet this person but because it's been in our line of work for and i'm speaking for myself yeah but I, I feel like you probably can relate in those moments i don't find myself fan personing i'm usually thinking like what do i need to say or right like i have to i have to carry out a job right now but but honestly, the, my biggest fan moment was when I saw, and I now I can't even remember his name, but there was a guy who was on um, Road Rules and then on subsequent Road, road Rules Challenges on yeah. um, MTV, and he's from here. Dan is his first name. I can't remember his last name. And he used to be a waitron at... Oh, was he the gay? Twin City. No, uh-uh. But... Who am I thinking of? Not him. I think he was from Wisconsin, maybe. Anyway. But he was a, a waitron at uh, the Twin Cities Grill. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? At um, oh, yeah. the Mall of America. Yeah. And he was our waitress. Wait, waiter. <laughs> okay. You're fangirling over <laughs> I know. somebody. And my husband, he asked me what I wanted and I couldn't order. And my husband literally was like, oh my gosh. You're embarrassing. Pull it together. Was it Dan Seltzer? Think, no. 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 Sorry. Hold on. I got. I'll figure it out. But let's go to the phones. We have. Uh, is it? Is it Wana on the phone? Yep, Wana. Wana. Hello, Wana. Who? Hi. Who would you totally fangirl over? Well, I love you guys, so oh. I think I might fangirl a little bit over you guys. Um, we would but... fangirl right back. <laughs> but um, I don't know how familiar you are with the group Il Divo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, aren't yeah. they Italian? Well, they're from, uh, like, four different countries. Oh, okay. And um, the, the one that I actually already fangirled over is Carlos. And Carlos, he's the, the deep voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Spain. And I actually saw them in concert, and they were walking around during the concert and I was able to get up to the edge of the stage and he reached out and grabbed my hand and sang to me (gasps) and just, Oh Oh. my gosh. I, yeah. Forget about it. In public. I I still would fangirl over. That's awesome. That's amazing. Want to thank you for your call. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys. You too. I just think you and I are like weird humans because, well, that's a fact. I was thinking of my partner (laughs) and like, who did he fangirl out most for? Madonna, yeah, like he has, like a that's a that's real, legit. that's re, that's real. Like I'm thinking of Leslie Hall. Do you remember the she did? Um, she's like this 
wacko, um, wacky musician from Iowa who did gem sweaters. Yes. And she sings about her like, yes, she's just an amazing person. I went to her concert (laughs) and I was literally just like, I can't believe I'm standing right in front of you. By the way, nobody would know who that is. I do just want to say you were right, Grant. It is Dan Setzler Setzler, from Apple Valley, Minnesota. And I literally was tongue tied. And my husband was like, we cannot go out in public if you're going to behave like this. (laughs) I also have a move, which is when I see somebody who's a celebrity and they're in my midst, I point at them and tell them who they are. Oh, me too. Which is the worst. Yes. So when we one time, Billy Joe from Green Day was two rows ahead of us at a Paul Westerberg concert and I pointed at him and said you're Billy Joe from Green Day and my (laughs) husband again was like again we can't take you out in public let's go to Marley hi Marley Marley who would you totally fangirl over I would absolutely fangirl over Guy Fieri oh Uh, yes and I I love love, it I love see I know this is true because you pronounced his name like he does way oh and I absolutely will call people out on like Instagram as person. you should name wrong. I have so much of his like merchandise like with his face on the back too. People are like, who are you wearing? I'm like, it's Guy Fieri, Guy's Grocery Games, Dinner's Driving Dives. Like we did a honeymoon road trip around his restaurant to go. To. I have one question for you. Yes. Have you been on a cruise ship? No, where I've never they, been on a cruise ship. Where they serve Guy's Burger Bar. You oh, need to do that. But that's like your next level Guy Fieri experience. I will note that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Marley, thanks for your call. I will tell of you when, when Bradley got back from a, a cruise. And it's Carnival Cruise that he has uh, his guy's burger bar. You were like, that was the best burger I've ever I mean, had. It literally was oh, a yeah. really amazing burger. He's opening up his own. Oh, oh we lost okay. her. Sorry, uh, honey. That's okay. She's uh, there, I think. Oh, are you there, Marley? What? what? You were saying he's opening up what? He's opening up like his own restaurant. He had like a pop-up burger place in Burnsville for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And we then talked he about that. In Nashville, Tennessee, we went to. So. Oh, yeah. that's so great. Thank you for your call, has, Marley. Of course. Um, yeah. Okay. Now let's go to Brenda. Brenda, you'll be the last word. Who would you totally fangirl over? Hi, Brenda. Hi. Who would you okay, fangirl I'm, over? I'm going to totally date myself, but Andy Garcia. Oh, that doesn't oh, no, that date doesn't. I would fangirl over him, too. I, I, I mean, I, I've been watching him on Rebels. Rebel, whatever the show is, and I'm I'm just dying whenever he's on the screen. I'm just like, oh my god, he's so handsome. And the voice, mm. the voice. If mm-hmm. I just hear the voice, I'm just gonna like explode. Okay, so that's how I feel, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you for your call. That's how I feel about no, Tom stop. Jones. Oh, Tom Jones. Um, I thought you were gonna. You thought I was gonna go Turkish, yeah, didn't you? you? And you were trying <laughs> to shut me down. What if I went Turkish? Okay. <laughs> just cool your Turkish jets, there, woman. Listen, I'm determined to bring to bring the appreciation and love of Turkish TV to the United States of America. Well, I will say, you know, I for well, since the entirety of the pandemic have been watching, there's a wonderful YouTuber named Rafika, and she's like literally one of the most popular. Um, celebrities in Turkey for food. Yeah. She's like, she would be like the, I, I don't want to say Guy Fieri, but like a person that everyone knows. She'd be Gal Fieri. At, ex- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but we're not going to compare the two because they are not equal. But, but for example, she has her own line of products. You know, people would recognize her on the street and she makes amazing Turkish food that's like completely accessible in English um, to our American palate. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, so I totally relate to your random obsession. Oh my gosh, yes. And if I don't get to assemble at some point in the next decade, I will have done it wrong. And by then I should be fluent, so it'll be fun. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we need to revisit Lamar versus Tristan. There is a battle for the heart of Chloe. And we're going to talk, sorry, Chloe. And we're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. It's a battle brewing over in Kardashian Town. And this one is between Lamar Odom. Kardashian Town, I do not want to go there. Neither do I. (laughs) No vacation there. Uh, It's a battle between Lamar Odom and Tristan Thompson. Uh, and it's all about the heart of Chloe Kardashian. You know what's interesting is the blind item that we had earlier in the show today made me think twice about this article, but I'm going to oh. share the article with you first. So well, then course, we can go back to the blind item yeah, and dig through it. Exactly. So um, the article comes from page six, and it says that Lamar Odom has shaded Tristan Thompson after Chloe Kardashian uh, split on in, or spat on Instagram. So you might remember. Not yesterday, but the day before, we talked about uh, Tristan Thompson jumping into uh, the replies on a Khloe Kardashian post mm-hmm. of her like getting all rinsed off in, in a, a bikini, outdoor shower. Right? She was showering herself. Um, Lamar showed up in the comments with like a mouth drippy emoji or whatever it's called. I think it's called drool. drool. (laughs) I've got a little mouth drip. (laughs) Well, that's about as creepy. uh, I mean, it sounds as creepy as it actually is. Like you show up in the comments for your ex who, by the way, it didn't end well. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, publicly you show up in the comments to be like. And then, of course, um, Courtney or Chloe's most recent X maybe because it still hasn't come out of her mouth that way. Tristan Thompson shows up to go after Lamar. Mm-hmm. There's so many names. It's I hard know. to keep all these people straight, right? And he's like, um, you almost died before. Do you want to try that again? Oof. Like really just being like mm-hmm. weirdly. That's crazy. It's terrible. Right. So that happened. Well, then Lamar is now shading Tristan on another social media oh, platform, geez. this time Twitter. So um, he, <laughs> this is so dumb. So somebody tweeted um, reactions of NBA players, like kind of eye rolly reactions. Okay. And the, he, it, this isn't his tweet. It was somebody else tweeted it and he just, I think retweeted it. And it said the caption to these eye rolly uh, reactions was NBA Twitter watching Tristan Thompson pretend to act tough on Lamar. Okay. So basically like shading. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Tristan mm-hmm. for shading him mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Are you following this I mean, long and convoluted of, journey? Sort of. So all of these things are to say that Lamar is like, ha ha ha, I'll show you. I'll go to another social media platform and shade your face. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where we're at, which seems like petty and like, great. Thanks, you guys. Again, I would just like to remind both of you. That neither of you were able to fulfill your obligations to Khloe Kardashian in the form of a relationship where you both decided to go your own ways, whatever, because, again, we don't really know what actually happened. But it's safe to say that it was um, it it was probably not on the best of terms that you went in different directions. Right. Okay, so that's great. All for Khloe Kardashian, as far as I'm concerned, because this is just Tons of opportunities for people to talk about Chloe, as we've now done in this particular segment, yeah. right? Yeah. I also I have another thought about that, and I don't want to take us too far off of the Which track. But, you know, I feel like Chloe has been engaged in a personal rebrand all by herself for a very long time, right? Like the narrative that the family always pushes about Chloe is poor, poor Chloe, Chloe, right? But Chloe has been engaged in her own rebrand where she, you know, gets her revenge body mm. and claps back. Mm. And what better way has to all the men coming for her? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What better way to to bring bring it all home oh, yeah. than to have both of her exes well, trying to throw bows at each other? Yeah, it's like, oh, look at these men fighting over me. Um, you could almost imagine a world in which she said, Hey guys, why don't you fight over me? Exactly. You're really good for business. Okay, anyway. I digress. Remember I said um, there was a blind item earlier today that just made me rethink this article. Um, And the blind item, just the gist is, we don't have to like do it verbatim, but the gist was that Kris Jenner was like poking at Chloe saying, girl, you need to get back into a relationship with Lamar Mm -hmm. uh, because you're going to be doing some TV together. Yeah, because their spinoff was one of the most successful spinoffs of the Kardashian franchise and Chris uh, Jenner's looking for a success so, right now. So ding, ding, ding. What that makes me think then is like, Oh, interesting that Lamar was the one that actually started this whole journey mm-hmm. by dropping into her insties, mm-hmm. right? Like, so he shows up to respond to her Instagram doing full well, that the world is going to pay attention to that. And I know there are some of you out there listening, like, I can't keep these people straight. What is going on? I don't understand. I don't care. Sure. But a lot of people do. Can I throw something at you super duper quick? Yeah. Just so quick. Yeah. And you'll know exactly what to do with it. Do you know who Lamar Odom's manager is? Is it Gina Rodriguez? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Listen to our podcast. Go deep in the shallow. It's all about Gina Rodriguez, who yeah. she is, what her formula I didn't know is. That. Did I know that? I don't know, but I did. Okay. And now I told you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them Demons. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Grant. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag, 
boyfriend. Oh, this dumb story in page six about Bella Hadid and her secret boyfriend. Every time I see the term secret boyfriend, I'm like, it's not a secret if you're telling me it's a secret. Right. Right. Because you want us secret, to believe it's a secret. We wouldn't know. But when we know, it's no longer secret. So in a you know general sense, I hate those stories to begin with. But I was like, okay, I'll bite because this is an exclusive. And I'm like, what is this? What, is, what are they actually trying to tell me? So I click over and I read this story about Bella Hadid, who most days uh, actually just thought about her because she showed up in Cannes with that big, giant um, a lung, lung necklace. Lung necklace thing that she was wearing. And so she was on my mind and I was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. So I go over there and I learned that she has a boyfriend who it's not a secret, but apparently it was a secret. Uh, his name is Mark Kalman. They have just gone public with their relationship. So I'm like, OK, well, implying that it was at one point secret indicates that they were trying to keep something from us. So I'm like, what was like, what's secrety about yeah, where's any of the this? Secret? So then as they're beginning to tell us in the story about um, the, the secret relationship, they would say, like, they hit it well, says a spy, before detailing their strategic movements. Again, they hit it so well, somebody showed up to page six to tell them how this all worked. With their strategic movements. Mm. If they went out, he would come out first, get the car, and then she would get into the car. They would drive to a location, and then he'd drop her off, but not get out, and then he'd go park the car. Okay, it sounds like he's her chauffeur. I mean, it also sounds like everyone, like your dad right? and your mom, like, you know, your dad, oh, you can get out here, honey, I'll right. just park the car and come meet you inside. How clever. Right? The source then goes on to say they were diligent about not being seen in uh, on a public street at the same time. Okay, well, then they go, and then they're, <laughs> like, showing us photos of these two, photos of them together. And in fact, again, remember, until this week, they have been secretly dating for a year. Mm-hmm. Their first official sighting, however, was together on July 2nd of 2020. That's a year ago. So they were seen in photos yeah. together a year ago. But it was but it was a secret. secret. Their relationship. Okay, so sure, their <laughs> relationship. Maybe we didn't know who he was. But you're telling me there was an official sighting of the two of them <laughs> over a year ago. But they were really good about not being seen in public together. Yeah. Except for the the times when they were seen in public and together. They, and, they're, and then they show a bunch of photos over the last mm-hmm. year of them together in public. A, uh, the source or spy, again, probably Bella Hadid's like PR, PR person, team. says, yeah. a source told us that when the couple did go out together, they made sure there was never any PDA. Quote, not once. And most of the time, they were with other people, which, of course, made it difficult to prove that they were dating. Look, nobody cared. (laughs) And nobody like, again, all these photos of them. And it's not even like photos necessarily of him, like lurking in the background. Mm -hmm. There are several photos of the two of them together. Right. Sitting at a table together. Secret. Yeah. So nice try. I've never understood the point of a secret relationship. Also, because if it's a famous person, like if it's two equally famous people, Mm -hmm. sure. I imagine there are all sorts of secret relationships because that's not actually a secret. That's Mm -hmm. just people in relationships who aren't putting it out in front of using them as a publicationship. Right. That's like that would actually be the norm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also imagine that when you are in a relationship and I don't know what a Mark. uh, What did I say? Common. Yeah. 
I don't know what a Mark Coleman does when he's uh, on duty, but I feel like he's probably lower on the celebrity list than a Bella Hadid. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a, quote, secret relationship in that sense, don't you just feel like she just doesn't want to, like... She just doesn't want to own that she's in a relationship with you. Yeah, which seems like, I don't know how I would feel about that. Because you can hear somebody going like, oh, babe, it's it's not that I don't love you. And I just want to, like, kiss you and hug you in public all over the place. But I really just can't have this out in the world right now. Okay, can I... I Like, who wants to be a part of that? I have a couple things here. First of all, he is an art director. Um, That's his profession. uh, Mark Coleman. Also, when did this article you just shared, when when was that printed? Um, let's see. The actual date on this is yesterday. Okay, so apparently page six or whoever is feeding this story to page six is really trying to make fetch happen because on July 8th, they also wrote an article about her secret boyfriend. Okay, so. Who is Bella Hadid's rumored boyfriend, Mark Common? Yeah. Okay. So, again... Not a secret. Well, also, they were first officially seen together in July of 2020. Yeah. So that's not secretly dating. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Page Six. Thank you. Who's your D-bag? Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Just stop. What's Just going stop. On? What are they looking well, now? They are the opposite of a secret relationship. They are the exact opposite. Yeah. They would actually have relations on Instagram Live, I have a feeling. Oh, I'm sure. And they, we're not that far off from oh, that, I'm sure. And, and they're taking notes, of course, from Machine Gun. Yes, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I just want them to knock it off. So the latest, of course, is that he posted uh, he posted a series of photos of the two of them out on a date. Um, and in the photos, they're holding hands. They're, you know, coupling. They're being coupley. And um, he captioned it with two vampires. And she replied, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> what? To which he replied, <laughs> my favorite. And I, I, I just am going to say that's too far for me. Like at the time that we're like cosplaying vampires, I'm not in, I I wasn't already interested, but I'm super not interested at all in your relationship. I feel like they're like 16. Like that's the problem. That's so edgy. You guys, you want to be vampires. Ooh. So that's actually kind of welcome to every like 16 year old who, was not like the most popular person in school. So this is my kind of my problem actually with that problem. This is my critique of their relationship is it reminds me actually of, and this is no offense to 16 year olds, but when I was 16 and in, you know, dating relationships, I didn't have social media, but had I had social media, this is how I'd be behaving. Of course. Because your like, first I'm edgy. Yeah, your first love we're just is like love in your face. Yeah, like people don't even understand how real our love is. It's mm. so real. We're just really yeah. real and loving All each you other. Haters and you people doing your boring <laughs> non vampire things. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, Oh, okay, so I can just like have a relationship and I don't have to share it with everybody or anybody for that matter. Yeah, the but problem these is, two even... are having such a public relationship. 
it's like it's nauseating. Yeah. And not in a cute way. Right. Mm-hmm. Not like the way that you look at like adorable new couples and you're like, yeah, and they're also, so it's cute. not original for celebrities. Like, right. Like you were just putting it in the context of real people. And like if we all, we and by the way, we probably all have friends who are doing some form of this on mm-hmm. their own social media where they're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Look what we're doing. We're so lovey. We're just loving. And each it's other. not to say that you or I or other people who agree with us uh, are not all right. those things. It's just that we don't feel the need to like put it out there on social media it doesn't validate it anymore but that's a very like normal everyday like conversation we are talking about very very um well what's the word we're talking about celebrities Mm -hmm. and so for celebrities even this is like so boring and tired like that's the best you guys can do and you guys are like actual celebrities and you're behaving like I don't know. 16 year olds, 16 year olds, or like anybody on social media who, you know, just get more creative is what I'm saying. You got a lot of time and you got a lot of resources. Do something we haven't seen. Yeah. Like maybe not vampires. Right. Like Godzilla creatures or like dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaur cosplay. I mean, those are kind of the same thing. You're probably right. Yeah. But the dinosaurs are real or at least were right. Godzilla wasn't real. I don't know. Godzilla, wasn't he a dinosaur? I thought he was just a big lizard. We have some research to do. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of people we just can't with. Oh, this is like their doppelgangers. Yeah. They, well, they they hang out with them. Yeah. Machigan, Machine Gun Kelly. And Megan Fox. And Megan Fox. Uh, that publationship. We've got a D-bag double down oh. after this. On my talk 1071. Mm. The opposite of Mr. Perfectly Fine uh, would be Machine Gun Kelly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, the publicationship that we call Machigan, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox is our D bag double down today. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. We got a pew pew all over these two because I, oh, I'm not even going to be able to read everything about this story to you that I want to because Mm -hmm. it is so vile (laughs) and disturbing. But kids, I have to take Machine Gun Kelly. don't do drugs. And Megan Fox to task for this story. Um, And this comes to us from page six again. And it, so look. I'll just set the stage and let you know that they're a hot mess. Okay, great. They're in a publicationship. What mm-hmm. is that? It's a relationship for publicity. Oh, thank you. Um, and Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have been doing this version kind of like um, Travis Barker and uh, Courtney Love. What's her name? Mm-hmm. Courtney Kardashian. Kardashian. Um, you know, they're like, oh, we're rock stars. Oh, we're punk. We're just going to lick each other's faces and suck blood. Um, <laughs> with like long fingernails. Ugh. Um, so they're like kind of doing the same thing. Megan Fox, apparently with Machine Gun Kelly, decided that they were going to go be real hardcore and take ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Now, long story short, psychotropic drugs, they were going to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. They went to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. I have so many issues with this entire story, but I just am going to read words to you mm-hmm. and then we can discuss the words. So Megan Fox... Um, and Machine Gun Kelly decided that they were going to go on a ayahuasca drinking trip mm-hmm. to Costa Rica 
to, and this is like a thing that people of a certain sensibility mindset, maybe want to experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, I am not here to judge but I'm going to judge. And if you want to learn a little bit more about it, feel free to watch the Goop Lab on it. Yes, right? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, so she was talking about this Monday on Jimmy Kimmel Live and apparently telling him how they did this. Now she goes, um, we went to Central America to drink ayahuasca which is a psychoactive tea in a proper setting with indigenous people. I I just think is terribly (laughs) offensive, but whatever. Okay. She goes on to say that they went to a location known for catering to celebrities looking to go on a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Tell me how mind numbing that would be. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even think you'd need to take drugs Mm -hmm. to have your mind explode. Mm -hmm. Right. So they go to a location known to do this. um, But then she discovered it was in a remote jungle. Quote, so I was thinking it was like glamping and it was going to be kind of a five star experience. But then you get there and you really are like in the middle of the jungle and you don't get to eat after like 1 p.m. You have to walk like very far um, to get your water and you can't even shower because they're in a drought. There's like not anything glamorous about it. And it's all part of making you vulnerable. So you like sort of surrender to the experience. Oh, I can't even right now. Oh. OK, so far is your head. If exploding. I'm if I'm hearing her tell the story at a party. Yeah. I've gotten up to go to the bathroom. Right. And because you're like, if I have to hear this, I will put my head through this lady, the plate glass window, this pretty lady. Tell me about her, you know, experience. Right. Well, she couldn't even shower after one o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. And I can't eat or eat. Or no, she couldn't, she couldn't shower, shower at all because they're in a drought yeah. or something. So she, so they had to totally eat <laughs> before. Ah! One o'clock. Anyway, um, she goes on to say, and this is where I can't even redo the details but i'm gonna i'm gonna be kind of vague lighten it up she uh was in this group of 20 people oh my god imagine traveling with 20 people like this to do this who drink a lemongrass tea that has something in it which then leads to all 20 of them horking everything (laughs) out of them calling dinosaurs dinosaurs in the woods in the jungle in the jungle she goes, and you have to call dinosaurs. I'm not going to say the word. She didn't say call dinosaurs. She says, and you have to call, and you have to Rolf a certain number of times. Oh my gosh. Until they let, you have to do it a certain amount until mm. they let you get back with everyone else. So you're like cheering on everyone as they're calling dinosaurs. Oh gosh. Now, she. <laughs> This is so And they bizarre. haven't even taken the psychotropic yet. No, I think that's what they're... Or no, you're right. They are emptying the This contents. is like getting ready yeah. for their body to receive. So then she said it lasts three nights. No, thank you. And it was on her second night where she went to hell for eternity. Well, turns out she came back. And had to tell us all about <laughs> it. 
She goes, just now. And also, how did you go to hell for eternity? But now you're telling us a right. story. I don't get that anyway. Just knowing it's eternity is torture in itself because there's but no it, beginning, middle, honey, or end. it wasn't, though. That's the thing. She said, it's like a real ego death. Okay, so, so honey, what? No. I, her... The, her ego is very much alive. She said her experience surpassed talk therapy or hypnotherapy because it just goes straight into your soul and it takes you to the psychological prison that you hold yourself in. So it's your own version of hell. And I was definitely there. Oh my God. Look, let me be clear. I think I might actually be in hell right now. <laughs> right, that we can't get out of, but yet we have four and a half minutes. Ah, oh gosh. To regale you with a story. Look, I do want to make it clear I am not trying to to make light of an actual thing, mm-hmm. but what she is describing is not an actual thing. It is something set up for privileged people, celebrities in this case, to do a certain thing that makes them think it's the thing, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like, I get that it's nuanced, so I don't want to come across as though I'm saying someone's legitimate spiritual journey is a bad thing or that... It's if it's different, it's wrong. It's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, because the thing she's experiencing seems based on a legitimate thing, mm-hmm. but it's not the actual legitimate thing. And that, I think, is what's so frustrating, mm-hmm. because, again, this is, you know, a rich celebrity who flies down to Costa Rica to have a spiritual journey. Yeah, I kind of feel like and I haven't had a, you know, like I haven't done a lot of these kinds of things but i kind of feel like if you're gonna be sincere about something like it you don't just fly down to costa rica for three days with a bunch of other privileged people to pretend that you're on a journey so i'm glad you said that because i i know it's hard to talk about this without just like sounding judgy and i'm actually not being judgy there have been multiple um like newsy type stories about this type of therapy as a a viable option for some actual um, psychotropic drugs as a part of mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, and if you watch those, you will see how they're used in a therapeutic setting with people who are trained, who are studying what this can do for people. But this very much was, Two people kind of interested in like trying this drug trip and going to a place where it's legal, but making a whole story around it to make it sound like it was life altering. Well, also, it, you know, again, just to just to be clear, like I so there's that. And then there's also just this like co-opting an actual culture and spirituality that is not your own, you know, which is seems problematic to Mm -hmm. me. Like I've always Like, I always think, like, it's fun to explore and try and learn about the ways different um, cultures and people experience, you know, spirituality or whatever. But, like, thinking you can just plunk down a bunch of money and then go have a version of that experience and, like, trying to say that it's, I don't know. I just think you have to be very careful when you do stuff like that. And so the way she talks about it just comes across very... Like flippant. Yes. Yeah. Very, um, it's as if she's not, she wants you to think she took it very seriously. And I'm sure it was an experience, right? right? Like, I'm sure there was an actual experience being had. But you have to ask yourself, like, what's the context? And you know, ultimately what was this for? Also her work. I mean, the way she tells the story, she 
calls herself out on multiple occasions, right? Like I'm, I, there's this piece of me that's like, I don't feel like you came back any different, right? And it wasn't for me; it was for her. But this whole like supreme ego death yes. that she's talking about, yes. I'm like, honey, girl, no. I feel like when no, you're you didn't a celebrity have that. like that, you're probably. I mean, you're on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm right. not sure that the ego death has taken hold. It didn't. <laughs> and that and that trip to hell for eternity, apparently she did have a return ticket. Yeah. I just don't feel like you can boil down a, you know, dramatic spiritual experience for a nice soundbite for Jimmy Kimmel. I also think there's something kind of damaging about being a celebrity who did this recreationally, because it is. It was a recre that was a recreational experience. Trying to give advice or thoughts about why it is better than other psychological methods that people should not feel any guilt yeah. availing themselves of. Yeah. So that piece of it, too, I have or an issue Or just exoticizing, with. you know, like... Oh, I like that word, exoticizing. exoticizing. You know, that sounds like something Suzanne Summers would sell. Yeah, she's like, exoticizer. <laughs> no, but like, when she said, you know, that she did it in a proper setting with indigenous people. Like, right. I think you think you're trying to say that you did it the right way. Yeah, that it's when, legit. When I hear that, I think, uh, I feel like maybe those... I don't know that that's... I don't think you maybe should do well, that. Well, also, and like, this is a place that caters to celebrities. Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of questions, yeah. but I don't want to talk. Oh, to I'm her. sure we're going to hear about I it. I don't want to talk to her about it, though. She'll be telling us about mm-hmm. it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, ooh, we have a, we have a pizza thing that we have to litigate in oh. pizza's court. Pizza's court. We're going to convene in pizza's court after this on My Talk 1071.